You're listening to News Talk Saga 960. Also streaming live on Saga960am.ca. And we are back with more of Midday Matters. I am Darshan Maharaja, your friendly host. And we are talking about limitations on speech, what limitations are right, what limitations aren't. And we can expand that to actions as well, including being somewhere. Now, over the weekend, something happened in Oakville where there was a public event going on, music and basically a fest, you can call it. And uh, definitely a lot of people gathered and therefore it is an opportune moment for uh, anyone running for office elected office to get in touch with uh, voters without being very obtrusive. They are there anyway. You are not knocking on someone's door and interrupting their dinner. And therefore, Conservative Party, Liberal Party and People's Party representatives were there. That is my understanding. And uh, the People's Party team was asked to leave the premises. To talk about it, we have the candidate himself from uh, the riding of Oakville, J.D. Meany, on the line. Welcome to the show, J.D. Hi, Darshan. Nice to speak to you again. Thank you for uh, joining us. Now, because oh, the writ you. has been dropped, I'm going to limit this discussion only to the incident that happened. Yes, not a problem. Because if I allow you to um, spread out any election-related messages, then I would be uh, guilty of not affording the same opportunity to the other candidates at the same time. Uh, of course, totally understand. Right. So tell us what happened. So essentially, there was a festival called Kerfest that was organized by the Kerr Village BIA, which stands for the Business Improvement Association. Right. Uh, there are three different BIAs in Oakville. Mm-hmm. So this one in particular, um, they decided to put on a festival with music, and then they had a beer garden, and there were some food trucks that were there, and it was at a public park. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the BIA had actually reserved the grounds for this festival, so you had to pay a $5 emission to get in, mm-hmm. but it was open to the public. Right. So I had gone and paid my $5 along with nine other volunteers, and we all paid to get in. And we got there around, I'd say, 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. and it was going on uh, to the late hours of the evening. So it was fairly early when we got there. There wasn't a whole lot of people. Um, my treasurer and I went to the stage, and then we were just uh, watching and you know listening to some of the music. Mm-hmm. when one of the officials from the BIA came running over to us, and he was allegedly the vice president, and he had uh, tapped me and said, oh, you guys are not supposed to be here. You guys are here soliciting. And we said, no, we're not soliciting any information. You know, we mm-hmm. don't have any flyers with us or anything. I just have some business cards, mm-hmm. and we're just, you know, here to talk to people. Mm-hmm. What I think threw him off is that all of us were wearing the same PPC T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is, it's not a crime to wear uh, a T-shirt in public. Right. Um, so he, you know, had done that, tapped us, and then uh, my treasurer tried to, you know, say, hold on a second, and then he freaked out and said, oh, you're trying to assault me, mm-hmm. ran over to the Halton police and said, oh, the, one of the PPC guys is trying to assault me, get them out of here. The police officer came to us and then told us that we were trespassing. Uh-huh. And that they wanted us to leave. And we said, well, how are we trespassing? We paid $5 to get into this park. Mm-hmm. You know, no one uh, stopped us at the door. We didn't hop over the fence. Mm-hmm. So um, that's basically the situation we found ourselves in for a second time in Oakville now. Second time? It was the second time an incident very similar to this has happened. Now, this uh, BIA official, or what we understand is the BIA official, 
that gentleman does he is he known to have any political uh, affiliation well um i had actually gone into their office um a few weeks ago and as you know candidates are required to fill out nomination papers so we <laughs> have to get signatures from uh, people in the town which is basically like when you go online and you click the button saying i'm not a robot it lets elections canada know that you're a real person mm-hmm. so i had gone into the office there and they said uh, we're uh, apolitical, we're nonpartisan, so we can't sign anything for candidates to support them. Right. However, the same day, I noticed that uh, the conservative candidate mm-hmm. had gone to the park and left the park and gone back again, uh, yeah, probably about two times. Mm-hmm. And he was never asked to leave, and he was wearing his own uh, T-shirt to promote himself too. Right. Okay, so uh, once you were asked to leave this uh, care fest, um, were the other uh, party op- operatives also there? Or the, uh, they asked at least me? the conservative one that I had saw. Okay, because in and the video that I saw of the incident, I saw a lot of uh, red T-shirts in the background, so I was assuming they were uh, liberal or were they not? It's possible. I had asked to find out if the Liberals had a uh, part to host in that, mm-hmm. because I was wondering. There was a lot of red T-shirts that were there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not really sure, to be honest, but I wouldn't be surprised. So, what, uh, uh, This is Nawab here, and uh, I just wanted to check up. What could be the motivation for them to behave like that? Is it that uh, they do not like any of your pronounced uh, you know, party policies, or uh, is that uh, that uh, they didn't want to be sounding like they are, uh, you know, supporting uh, your party? I think that it ties back to the fact of elitism, that they're trying to protect their own. They have their own very closely knit club, and they don't want to let other people to uh, get into that club, per se. Uh, we're running a grassroots campaign, and you know they're very well funded uh, very well oiled machines if you will mm-hmm. and um i just think that it's them trying to block and censor us once again um mm-hmm. you know i think it's a crime against free speech mm-hmm. um it's very inappropriate yeah having listened to you we also feel sorry that uh, it's yes. not the way the canada democracy or uh, the way the citizen should be treated exactly uh, is there any factor of fear factor at times the people behave like this they get you know scared as you said that uh, they had some uh, you know motives uh, which obviously not known but uh, they didn't want to be sounding that uh, they are providing you a platform yeah i'd I'd say so i think everything they've been doing though has been uh, backlashing against them that you know it's becoming the talk of the town and people are shocked that this is the second time this has happened and i think it's raising concerns though that you know what is going on in oakville per se like that it plays back to is this the influence of justin trudeau trickling down all the way down to our city is this coming from the mayor Um, you know like what what institutions are being influenced to behave the way they're behaving who is holding the uh, riding currently? Right now it's a Liberal MP, but he's not seeking re-election. Okay. Uh, so it's it's an open contest right now. Exactly. Which is probably what feeds some of that apprehension, I would guess. because I would agree with you on yeah, that. If, if there is an incumbent running, then he has a higher likelihood of winning. Right. Right. So what are you going to now? Are you planning to do anything uh, in, as a follow-up to this? I would like to proceed and seek legal action. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been in touch with any lawyers right now. I know mm-hmm. that, you know they can be quite expensive, and mm-hmm. time is very tentative for this election. Right. Um, so. I'm thinking the best thing might be just to, you know, run forward with the horns and try and, uh, you know, keep fighting the good fight and, you know, sending out the PPC message. Right. Um, if there's any uh, lawyer out there that would uh, love to come talk to me and mm-hmm. the rest of the team about the incident, I would be very open to that. Yeah, you know, if I were in your position, I would just uh, not let this incident distract me because your time is limited now. You have 40 days and in which uh, there is a lot to do. There is a lot on your plate. So adding one more thing on the to-do list uh, might work against you, actually. That's true. Right. And how is the uh, morale over there? Among the voters, um, I mean, not your strong, supporters. And I think that this has uh, reinforced the message even more that, you know, we're defenders of free speech. We believe mm-hmm. in free speech mm-hmm. and we're going to keep pushing it. Right. It's very important because that's uh, basically how I started today's show. We are having a discussion about, uh, you know, things that are plainly unsavory and should not be said versus things where uh, you feel that uh, limitation on speech is the wrong way to go. And exactly. it's a it's a thin line. Sometimes you know, sometimes it becomes a thin line. Many a times it's a clear cut case where you know which way to pick. But uh, otherwise, sometimes it can become a very thin line, and that is basically our challenge as we have uh, increasing multiculturalism in this country. And you know, people coming from various backgrounds, and that adds to the uh, demands that we have to uh, arrive at uh, acceptable solutions to all. Exactly, to adhere to those, for sure. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today, J.D. Thank you very much for taking the time there, Darshan. Yeah, thank Most you. Welcome. Wish you all the best. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, now, we are getting back to uh, other election-related ma- matters where uh, Finance Minister Bill Morneau talking about uh, Andrew Shear having a hidden agenda. And uh, the reason why I'm laughing is because I kept hearing about the hidden agenda of uh, uh, Stephen Harper, the previous Conservative Prime Minister. And it was so well hidden that I still don't know what it was. So we'll try and figure out if Andrew Shear's hidden agenda is equally well hidden or not. Stay tuned.